Hey everyone, uh, this is another episode of the working experience. Uh, myself and Matty K sit down to discuss codes of conduct. Codes of conduct. Apparently, HR just runs on codes of conduct. So uh, that's how they deal with embarrassing situations like telling an employee he smells bad. It all goes back to codes of conduct. So you need a nice, big, fat book <laughs> to deal with this stuff. So uh, we hope you guys enjoy. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Dan, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that sound? He was living his toenails at his desk. All right, yeah, so um, we have some uh, uh, topical issues to discuss. Um, I guess more broadly, uh, codes of conduct. And um, I pulled that idea uh, because of this article in the Boston Globe. This came out Sunday, uh, maybe two weeks ago. It was about um, venture venture capitalists who harass women. Male venture capitalists who harass women. And uh, apparently this is a problem. So. And Matt, and Matt just, just uh, for the listeners, just give the date of, of the article. Yeah, I was trying to find it here. Uh, or, or thereabouts. I mean, it's it's August yeah, it was 10th probably today. July. Yeah, probably July 30th, something like that, 2017. So uh, they they go through some um, uh, scenarios here where I, I guess what happens is they have these get-togethers, these like networking things uh, where the venture capitalists meet. The, the people who want capital, you know, who are trying to start up. Is, is that that what a venture – just full disclosure, John is much more well-versed than I am on these sort of financial setups and things like that. So is that what a venture capitalist does? Yes. So a venture, cap, a venture capitalist essentially provides capital to growing companies and startups. So a, you know, a business – um, or a startup that needs capital to grow will go pitch venture capitalists, uh, and then venture capitalists will give them that working capital. And on the flip right. side, venture capitalists will investors will invest their money with venture capitalists to get those returns. Um, and 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 in a venture ca- in a venture capitalist game, you've got you know. You, you get up to bat a hundred times, and you hit a home run maybe three or four times, and there's a lot of failures, and then you get hit some singles and doubles. Um, but essentially, they're like a uh, it's, it's a term I'm like a high risk bank because a lot of these uh, companies will fail, um, yeah. but the couple that succeed are the the Googles, the Amazons of the world, and then you're making 
10,000 times your investment, 100,000 times your investment. Um, so they're looking for those, those what they term unicorns or these, these billion-dollar valuations. So it's a unicorn. In the, a unicorn, yeah. So a unicorn um, so, is, is the winning idea? Yeah, that's like the, you know, the, the cream of the crop company. Um, right. So it, it, it's much like Wall Street. It's, it's a very male-dominated, specifically white male-dominated uh, industry. Uh, right. And the, and the culture is very, uh, you know, kind of cutthroatish. Uh, yep. You're only good as your, like, last pick or your last win. Uh, and it's, it's a pretty much, like, male-dominated industry. So, yeah, and apparently, at least in Boston, there's like a, there's a, a company called .406 Ventures in Boston, which it seemed like, hopefully I'm reading this, the co-founder is Maria Serino, <clears throat> and I think there are some that are kind of geared towards being run by women, and are maybe not, you know, just for women. I mean, everybody wants to make money, but I think it was to sort of be like, you know, get more get more women involved. I guess get you know more capital to women, which is really here nor there with the article. Since, um, well, to that end, to the you know the venture capitalists and the ideas, these networking parties, if you will, are to get the venture capitalists together with the companies that they want to invest in, or that you know the it's an opportunity for these companies to pitch to these venture capitalists, you know and possibly start doing deals, um, which sounds like a wonderful thing, except that oftentimes these are like after work hours and it's like a party and there's booze involved and things like that. And I guess at these things, there's been a more than one instance of, you know, harassment and venture capitalists acting inappropriately and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, and of course, not excusing anybody, but I sort of go right back to the root of this, and I'm like, this is not a good setup to begin with. Like, to me, you introduce nighttime and booze into any situation, and it's fraught with peril. You know, like misjudgment, yeah, misuse. You know, you know, the the a lot of VCs, you know, they they work really hard. They're working. 70, 80 hours a week, uh, you know, they, they basically don't see the light of day. And then it's like, all right, here, let loose. And then you, you know, you factor in booze into the equation, and there's only bad things you're going to have. There's, there's well, nothing, there's nothing good to come out of that. Well, this one guy, he, um, let me find it here. He he admits he, he came out, Fred Destin, uh, he was with Atlas Venture, and he says, a few years ago, I made a woman uncomfortable at a party. She wasn't someone I was working with or uh, looking to fund, and we were, in my mind, uh, in a very different context, but she wasn't. So, like, that to me is, like, the crooks of the matter. It's like, I think to her, and I think she went on to say, he later went on and apologized, and um I'm not sure what he did. I, you know, I think he, he may have like, you know, they were on the dance floor and, you know, he was acting in a way that she was, she was on a totally different wavelength. But to me, it's like, what la wavelength are you supposed to be on? Like, is this a business?
business meeting? Is this a party? Like, what what is this? And obviously, you know, to me, she's there for business. I mean, she's looking for money for her idea. Right. Whereas he doesn't see her as, you know, a, a business, like this is not business to him. Like, I guess to him this is a social outing. But it, it was billed as as like a, well, that's the thing. I don't know how they bill this. Like, okay, come meet these venture capitalists. Well, it's like, well, what is this? Like, is it, you know, I mean, to me, this should be held during the day at a convention center with booths, not at a, at a you know, at a club. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's probably the uh, probably the wrong venue, um, but they do they do routinely do this where they'll have you know a bunch of companies come in kind of for like a meet and greet because you know this is it's almost probably the, the wrong analogy to use in this context, but it's almost like dating where right you know you yeah. you, might, you might not be ready. Um, for for you know the first round of financing yet, but you have a great concept, and you know the VCs are kind of like they want to develop like a relationship, like keep keep the lines of communication open. Right. Um, and you know it, it's it's almost like a courting aspect because also the VCs when they do invest money, they're not just giving you a check; um, they'll also um, give their time and their their advice. Um, because they have a, you know, they have a vested interest in your success. Um, right. So it, it is, um, so they will, you know, it's like, oh, let's, let's meet. So it's not all formal. It's not all, you know, okay, come in for a meeting. They will have these kind of social gatherings, um, yeah. these kind of informal meetups. But, you know, with this guy, you know, um, there, there's also, there's a ton of power that these VCs have. Um, That's also the power dynamic. Yeah, it's a power dynamic. So it's kind of like a, you know, in some instances could be like a high finance casting couch where, you know, literally (laughs) they could make the the company and, you know, there there could be something else behind that investment. Now, I'm not saying that that happens, but, again, this is like we're, you know, in the workplace, it's like you're supposed to like hit the mute button or cut tires. Um, yeah. And in fact, it, it, it's near impossible. You know, it's like the it's like the old mating ritual. You know, goes back like thousands of years, and they were running around in, in tribes where you know the big elaborate drafts, or you know the hunter would go out and land the big game and would get all the women. And it's a very similar aspect with, with VCs. It's like, okay, look, uh, I make tens of millions of dollars. I make hundreds of millions of dollars. Look at this. You know, I got a 200-foot yacht. You know, it, you're you're essentially a trying, you know, trying to attract um, mates. And, you know, and, and in some aspects, doesn't matter if that individual is married or not. Um, yeah. So it's well, it's, I'm it's, sure. According to. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a number of like slimy guys who are, you know, in this party atmosphere are, are going to tell an attractive woman what she wants to hear. You know, like, yeah, I love your idea. Yet when, as you said, there's another agenda behind this, which again, it's like, 
are you, you know, from the woman's perspective, like, are you talking to me because you like my idea or are you talking to me because you have other ideas or that's what I mean. Like what, like it, it to me would seem, you know, on the one hand, it's very simple. Let's get people together in a social situation so they can kind of, you know, get to know each other. Let me hear your idea a little bit. Maybe you listen to 10 people that night and you, you know, two of them, you're like, Ooh, I, I you know, I like those two ideas. Let me, let me get in touch with them. And that, that sounds great. But on the other hand, it's like, is this speed dating? Like, what, what is this? Right. Like, you know, who are and these guys, that personality type who makes all that money, you know, also sometimes lends to other behaviors, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's certainly not everybody. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not a group, No, no. Uh, you know. Um, what's the term I'm using? Like classification or generalization. Um, but you know, it, it, it certainly, you know, certainly does happen. And, and if you look at it from the standpoint of if, if it was, you know, an attractive female founder, uh, and, you know, um, a, a very well respected VC who's rich and that VC is attracted to that, um, female, it, it wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't happen if it was, uh, you know, a 24, 24, 25 year old guy. Uh, right. Yeah, unless he <laughs> right. was, was gay. Right. That would right. be a different story. Um, right. But, you know, it, it's a, um, and, and, and it's something that it's very, you know, it's, it's there. It, 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 it's, to a certain point, it's like this, it's this, um, this human nature. And then, you know, it's like how, um, you know, how that's dealt with, you know, really like on, on both sides. But anyway, well, let, let me, let me, let me, back, let's get back to the article of like what, like kind of like. Well, the so then, was, then the response to this was, uh, codes of conduct. Like what, what do we do about this? Like how do we, because, you know, uh, I thought what was interesting was that, you know, these are not publicly traded companies. I guess a publicly traded company, they have to have human resource codes of conduct. Like, this is how you act in the office. This is what you say. This is what you don't say. Um, but yeah, these are not there's publicly. Yeah, there's basically, like, too much at stake, um, you know, for publicly traded companies. So right, there's all these right. policies in place. So, yeah, but, at, like, at a private company, you know, some of these VC shops are, you know, some of them like, like hedge funds, you know, they could be right. like, you know, 20, 30 people and they're managing, you know, billions of dollars. So well, so I'll like just read. Are... Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say, you know, um, if there are codes of conduct that are in place, it's on a piece of paper and a draw and nobody's enforcing them. So Right, right, anyway, right. Well, there are some uh, things from here, and, you know, the question asked is, is it that most venture capitalist firms, uh, venture capital firms, don't have an agreed-upon code of conduct for the way their employees behave around entrepreneurs, uh, in parentheses of the opposite sex? Um, there's certainly nothing as clear as the guidelines that would govern, say, a teacher or a psychologist. And this guy um, from Atlas, uh, his, his last name is uh, 
Fagnan, I think is how you pronounce it. Fagnan says that the accomplice, that accomplice, which is his company, sorry, uh, which he leads, isn't planning to write a code of conduct because so much of what governs acceptable behavior in this realm is common sense, he wrote in an email. It's a big part of our skill set and jobs as VCs to have good judgment of people, behavior, motivations, and situations. No policy is going to prevent a bad actor from acting badly, but he says the firm is looking at policies on how to deal with with the incidents that happen in our procedures post an incident. So I guess, like, this incident with the other guy who, you know, and again, he acknowledged he, he was inappropriate, he misread the situation. I guess Fagnan is saying, like, look, you just, you know how to act, act accordingly, and if you don't, we're going to nail you for it, for whatever that's worth. I don't know. He doesn't specify what the procedures would be after uh, something happens. Yeah, but... I I I see the logic behind that, but at the same time, you know, if you're let's just say hypothetical, if you're a VC partner and you've landed, you know, let's say three huge deals for the firm, you're adding hundreds of millions of dollars in profit to the firm that these partners are usually invested in, right? So you're invested in your own fund. You're sure you know, double-digit returns for investors, right? So you're basically a superstar, right? Yeah. But you act inappropriately around hot tech founders. Right. Are you going to get fired? No, I don't think so. Probably I mean, not. I, and if you, if you flip the side of, you know, if it was a, um, you know, let's say, a, a prominent um, female uh, venture capitalist who was then, um, you know, unwanted advances were made upon, let's say, uh, by an a male entrepreneur. Um, well, that's a totally you know, different scenario. I mean, that's... Well, that's... well they're, they're, I mean, the power structure has then... Exactly. Uh, it's the power structure. Then moved. It's the right. power structure. And that, you know, word might get around, like, listen... This guy uh, is inappropriate. You know, I don't care, you know, what he has or what he does. You know, don't Yeah, we're not going to work with him. him. Yeah. Well, okay. the flip side so, to this was – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was done. Okay. Uh, the flip side comes from Cheryl Marshall, a Boston investor and co-founder of the Capital W Conference for Female Entrepreneurs, says one reason that sexual harassment – has declined in public companies is specifically because there are human resources policies that spell out what it is, training programs about how to avoid it, and reporting mechanisms. And she's quoted as saying, 50% of the reason it is less of an issue in public companies is that there are policies, Marshall says. But the other 50% is that they have boards and shareholders to answer to. They can't do nothing about it. So, She's saying, and it's interesting that she's a woman and Fagnan is a, a man because he's saying, ah, we don't need policies. You know how to act. And she's saying, no, the policies do work. But also, she's talking about publicly traded companies who are answerable. You know, like I think about, um, this is a very dated reference, but Don Imus, when he made those comments about the girls' basketball team from Temple, I think, or something like that. Right, you remember right. that? 
And then yeah. he was kicked off because advertisers were like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Like, we can't, you know, not that they had any moral qualms about it, but it's like, okay, are we going to lose business over this? And yeah, I remember they, arguing. They can't be associated with that. Right. And I was arguing with a friend of mine about it who was said, you know, um, Imus shouldn't have been fired. And I was like, well, what, you know, he's a, he's a manager now and, uh, at a financial firm. And I said, well, what if one of your employees used a racial slur at a client? And maybe, maybe the client's spouse was, you know, African American, Hispanic or whatever. And this client is like, hey, get rid of Henry because he said this. And, you know, you'd get rid of the guy. I mean, no, right. I, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, but again, I think what we were going back to is that the venture capitalists, they're not publicly traded. If they're making a gazillion dollars for the company, what's the company's incentive to look at right. what's his face? Bill O'Reilly. I mean, Bill O'Reilly for years was apparently, you know, hounding women and whatnot. They didn't do anything about it until it became public. Right. Cause he was, you know, he was making, you know, the network, uh, you know, jobs and money. That's so, always the bottom line. You know, and, and, money. Yeah, they you know, they wanna they wanna continue to ride on that gravy train. I mean obviously he's got some got some moral issues, you know. Yeah. And you know, he treats women like shit, but you know what? He he just made, you know, fifty million dollars last quarter quarter yeah. off the show. Everyone, yeah. you know, hush hush. And they know that if something like that gets out and you know, all the advertising that supports that show, supports that uh, where they make their money from would all go down the toilet. So you yeah. have, you know, you have people actively covering up for this guy. Sure. You know? Well, their paychecks and, depend on it. So. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know. You know what's funny though? Uh, the response to this is on Tuesday. So this was again like a few weeks ago. The New England Venture Capital Association holds a meeting titled "Addressing the Hard Truth: Sexual Harassment." in the venture community. So the response in corporate culture is, as usual, to have another meeting about it, which I'm sure will have PowerPoint slides. <laughs> and, you know, let's, you know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to have a meeting about this. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> and if I, if I worked there, I'd, I'd be sucking right up to the management. That sounds great. And I'd, I'd be volunteering to spearhead one of the committees, you know. Absolutely, yeah. But let me let me let me pose a scenario to you. Um, sure, sure. I'm I'm an entrepreneur, right? And I'm at one of right. these things. And now, granted, I'm a almost 44 year old man, but I think it still applies. Now, I'm so I'm I'm looking for a venture capitalist. And there's a dance floor involved, and I'm out on the dance floor, and I'm you know, body popping, twerking, you know, you know how I do. I mean, you've seen it, right? Hello? Right, so, so, so I'm out, so, so I'm out, you know, we're at one of these social things to get capital. You know what I mean? Are you there, John? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, are you there? Yeah, I think we're. You know what? We'll just start start that start that over again, and just say, okay. um, you know, let me let me give you a scenario because it's all I you broke up, and I don't think the recording's gonna 
just start it over. Okay. So um, I'll pose a scenario to you. It's one of these social gatherings between entrepreneurs or, or between venture capitalists and the companies who need the capital, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm head of one of these companies, and I'm looking for a venture capitalist to invest, right? So right. I'm out on I'm out on the dance floor. I'm I'm body popping and twerking, you know. You've seen it. You know how I do that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, event, I've, right. So now a venture capitalist spies me across the dance floor and is like, whoa, look at that. That's a tasty treat. Now he or right. she comes over and offers me $50 million in startup. What do I do? You know what I mean? Cause he, I, I, he, I like how you did the, uh, the he or she. He or she, I don't know. When I when I put the vibe out, equally attractive. Yeah, equally attractive to both sexes. I get that. Well, I get when I when I when I put the vibe out, it doesn't discriminate. It's just there. So, you know, then my dilemma is. (laughs) I was going to say when that when that signal is broadcast, it hits everybody. I know. So then my dilemma. Right. Do they, do they, are they really interested in my company or are they interested in me? You know, I could see both. So it's dangerous. Yeah, you know, it, it's a, um, you know, and it, and it might be, you know, it might be both ends. I mean, you yeah, don't know. Yeah, I know, people, I know. <laughs> it, they, might, they might realize that and, and still take advantage of it. Sure. I mean, you know, sure. some some sure. people will will use that attraction or sexuality to know. you know get know. ahead, and and, and some and some people have no qualms about it. No, um, I can see my partners being like, Matt, get out on the dance floor and and make us some money, and I'm like, all right, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, Matt, we've got uh, we've got ten thousand dollars in the bank. We need this check. Right. Get out there. <laughs> get out there, and you know, yeah, get it going. So. uh Yes, and you know the thing is too. Like these are all very interesting discussions, but you know, like you said in all these scenarios, it's just like money seems to be the bottom line. And if people are making money, it's just like you know, that's that's the answer. Like did this guy, did Ted bring in? You know, oh, how yeah, much did he bring and, in? And I think that, yeah, I think it's that's a, that's an unfortunate factor yeah. for what with, with yeah. a lot of this stuff. I mean, you you would like to think that you know um, people would take the higher moral ground uh, in yeah. some of these situations, but you know we're we're dealing with human beings, we're dealing with human nature, and you know sometimes it's just you know it's, it's, well, not, also, it's not pretty. Who does the like woman? I, I guess you would say. Um, I guess in most cases it is a woman. Who does she complain to? Like. Does she go to the venture capital firm and say, "Hey, your associate acted inappropriately," or he, you know, said she something? Could, she could, but she really had nobody to to complain to. I mean, if she was, I mean, obviously, if she was like assaulted, you know, because, because yeah, 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 you know, police matter. But like, if she was like, uh, you know, was like inappropriate advances and, and stuff, she could certainly complain to. Um, you know the the VC firm, but really, I mean, that would be like almost falling on deaf ears. I mean, she yeah, I mean, have, she would really have no no kind of kind of recourse. And you know, some some people know that. You know, there yeah, again, it's like it's like 
it's like a position of power. You know right. what I mean? It's almost like if you're a, a big dot, big time director or producer, and right, a right, young yeah. actress comes in, and yeah. you know you take advantage of the situation, right? Who's right. who's that actress going to complain to? Right. Right. Yeah. Hell no. Is she going to no. complain <laughs> to the studio? No. She's going to complain no. to the network? Absolutely not. No one's going to no one's going to listen. Um, yeah. Or and or brush it off. You know as you know, you know now this all the time. Now that you mentioned that, um, I'll I'll uh, who is it? A guy that Chris um, Scarfile and we can maybe edit out these names, but um, he a friend of his who's an electrician was working, I believe, on The Departed, and one of the stars of that movie, a very older star. I don't know if I should say his name. It was Jack Nicholson. I guess you can edit that out. He uh, and Gavin heard this. No, you, you know, you know what? Here, I, I would, I would start this over. Use, yeah. use Jack Nicholson's name, and then okay. just say a buddy of mine, Chris. Don't use his. Um, oh, right, don't right, use right. his last name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, apparently, on The Departed, uh, a friend of mine, Chris, has a friend who was working on that as an electrician. He's, you know, laying cable. Jack Nicholson standing up there. One of the female extras or whatever is there. And Jack Nicholson said something really inappropriate to her, like kind of nasty. And she got very upset and ran off. And, of course, nobody's going to say anything to Jack Nicholson. He's, you know, a big star. Um, so the girl, she was upgraded from background to featured extra, which meant she got, instead of $100 a day, she was getting paid like $300 a day, is apparently how production solved that problem. <laughs> and again, throw money at us. Yeah. So we may edit that whole piece out. Um, I'm not sure. I don't want Jack Nicholson biting at me. but uh, <laughs> And that's all unconfirmed. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a rumor. I think I think that's fair game. Um, um, yeah, you know, it's it, it's a um, you know, you, again, you're like, you know, you, you're dealing with um, you're dealing with you know with, with these human issues, you know, within the context of the workplace, and then you have these you know codes of conduct with which can easily spin out of control of like. Sure you know, telling people exactly what they can and cannot do. And then right. then it comes back to, um, you know, kind of like your freedom. And, and you know, right. we, we live in a, in a free country, and but when I go to work, I can't stare at someone for more than five seconds because right. it might be ag- aggressive or it might be, you know, construed in a sexual nature. So, I mean, right. there's also the flip side of this where things can kind of kind of spiral out of control where you, um, you know, where the, where the, uh, where the company is, is setting just like completely unrealistic, you know, codes of contact for its employees just to ma- mainly cover that from a legal perspective. They couldn't, in some instances, they, you know, maybe they don't really give a shit about, you know, Maybe all they care about is the bottom line, and they just want to run a, like a well-oiled machine, and they don't want to get sued. Oh, I think that's absolutely 
what it is. I mean, it's like I might think that, you know, a comment is totally, like, not inappropriate. Just It was just a comment like, hey, you look nice today or whatever, you know, and then someone takes offense to it, and it's like, okay, as an HR person, whatever. Like, I might think it's absurd, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, like you said, in the interest of keeping things running smoothly, which, again, I think is, is the bottom, you know, the bottom line's money that the, you don't get sued, then, okay, you can't say that. It's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, then you get, you get called into HR, and, you know, over some, some trivial, and, and this is not to downplay the seriousness of stuff that does happen. No, 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 not at all. The other, no. the other side of the coin. Right. But right. let's say, you know, you brushed up against Debbie when you were going to get, uh, uh, a drink from the water cooler, you know, you, you, you've had a shitty day, you, you just got greens from your boss, you really weren't paying attention because you're yeah. rushing to your next meeting, and you brush shoulders with Debbie, yeah. and Debbie reports you to HR for uh, an inappropriate growth, when in fact, right. you know, you, you, you literally just brushed up against her. So now you got to oh. go into HR and, and sit <laughs> right. next to some some other person, maybe they're your age, and pretend that, you know, this is like a fucking serious conversation. Right. And you can't just, you can't just relate. You just can't be like, look, I just, I literally brush shoulders, like, with yeah. this woman. Like, right. there's, there's, there's nothing else to it. No, because you could get fired. You, you know, and this is going to go right. on, you know, could potentially go on your permanent employee record. And then when you go to get your next job, you're known as a groper. <laughs> you brush shoulders with, with a coworker. Of course, unless it's that weird, creepy path that I do where it's like way too much to, oh, excuse me, and it, it's creepy. Yeah. Like everyone knows it's really yeah, creepy. It's like, uh, it's like, like Matt, um, there, there's someone that you kind of leaned into her. Right. And then not only did you brush her shoulder, you, you caressed her, the nape of her neck. And right. you're like, uh, no, I, that, that, that wasn't, I didn't do that. Well, that's the thing, like, you know, I worked with a guy uh, in the Bronx. He would come up behind me, and he was an older guy. I mean, there was, there was nothing, like, sexual about it or anything. And he would, like, when he went to ask me a question, he would kind of put his hand on the small of my back. And I'd be oh, like, God. bro, like, bro. Well, I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, don't, like, you know, I worked with a lot of women because I'm a teacher. And, you know, after you get to know them, you know, it, it's just sort of a, a sign of affection. A woman will pat you on the shoulder or something like that. And I, I was comfortable with them. This guy, I mean, he was, I mean, he was creepy on a lot of different levels. But I was like, Bob, you don't need to put your hand on me, you know. Like, now, what am I going to do? Go to Human Resources and say, Bob, a... Fifty-something-year-old man is sexually harassing me. Like, what would that scenario be? Yeah, it's like listen. It's like listen. You're not going to believe this, but Bob touches Bob smallified that inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is also the same guy who, like, the third time I met him, or or second time, 
he was like, uh, Matt, I just want to tell you a little bit about me. Um, I'm divorced, and uh, my wife has turned my teenage son against me, so we're estranged, and we don't talk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, what was your last name again? <laughs> what? It's like, it's, like, it's like right out of the gate. Right? Yeah. Just boom. Tell me this. Well, you know what was really um, funny? My uh, my brother, who um, is going to do a uh, podcast tomorrow, I think. He, um, I'll get him to talk more about this. But this, uh, what, he worked at like a think tank for a while, and this woman would bring in her scrapbook. She was big into scrapbooking, and she would say, um, "Yeah, you know," she'd tell the coworkers, "Like, yeah, I'll sit down on a Friday or Saturday night with a bottle of wine and." You know, I'll do my scrapbooking, and she's divorced, so it's like you know she was weeping at some point or or at every point. So you know she'd talk about it. And it was just kind of you know obviously you know she was lonely and whatnot, but like you know she's bringing her scrapbook into work, and it's sort of like okay, there's no HR code of conduct. Like nobody's going to go complain about it because that would be really right. horrible. But she, there was this picture in there that Paul saw. <laughs> it was the picture of a station wagon packed in front of a house with two kids in it. And apparently this was the day that she moved out of the home after the divorce. And she wrote uh, in a cap- she wrote in a caption on the bottom, the day daddy stopped loving us. <laughs> oh! <laughs> How brutal can it get? Yeah, kids, gather around. We're going to look at Mommy's scrapbook. But, Mommy, we look at this every day. No, no, no. Come closer, children. Let's let's focus on on this day that Daddy's loving us. Isn't the party line – I mean, I know you're not divorced. You're happily married. But, like, the party line is, like, you don't drag the kids into it. Like we still no, both you love don't. you. It's you it's just mommy and dad. no no the kids are now under indictment. Yeah, you know, and not not to get too far off of this, but I um I I, I was pitching a show uh, called Shattered, which was about two clinical <laughs> uh, child psychologists. Um, Shattered. Told you it was called Shattered. Uh, reality TV, re- real highbrow stuff. Um, and it was, it was reality TV and then it was also kind of, it was possibly going to live as a documentary. But anyway, um, it was two, uh, child, uh, clinical psychologists that dealt with, um, divorce and specifically like really, really vengeful divorces where the oh. husband and the wife would like pit one against each other, and then oh. in the court, the only way to really find out who was telling the truth was to go to the children, and then oh. they would. It was like a actually it was called a forensic child psychologist. Then oh. you go in and you know talk with the child to see what you know mo- you know mommy's shitting on daddy all this stuff and, you know it's like <laughs> claims of like beating them. Uh, a molestation, like really, oh. really heavy stuff. Oh. And in some t- in some cases, it was outright lies of uh, either the wife or the husband, all 
just to like vengeful hate against the other spouse. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, it was, you know, you talk about that. It's like, you're right. You, you, you know, as an adult and, uh, for the sake of the children, um, you act like adults. You, you right. don't, you don't let this spiral, you know, and also too, it's like, it's like, this is like, you know, the mother of your children, the father of your children, like, why would you, and there's going to be part of their lives, like, why would you not want a healthy discourse and a re- healthy relationship? Like, okay, it didn't work out, but like, why, why do you got to go down that road? You know, it's just. It's just so, spite, you know, I, right? I, I the way heard, people are. I've, I've I don't heard know. some like <laughs> horrific, horrific stories. Like there was well, one, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go, go. I was gonna say there was like, and, and this is this is kind of mild. Um, there was a, there was a lawyer and he got divorced from his wife, and he had custody of the children like once every you know two weeks on the weekend. And by the court, you know he was he got the children. You know uh, they they set the time at like 5 a.m. Saturday morning until 10 p.m. Sunday night. So yep. this guy would come up to the house at 4.45 and wait until 5 a.m. and then bang on the door. Just boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. The wife would then get the kids up, get their mind, get the kid, and would have the court paper in his hands. Children sleeping. Uh, uh, no no line that the children were still sleeping. He uh, wanted those kids at 5. And then he would come exactly at 10 o'clock on Sunday and, and drop them off. So, you know, it's just like, just because he hated the wife. It's yeah. Uh, maybe anyway. she cheated on him or something. I, well, the you know, the, the thing is, too, it's like to get back to the scrapbooking woman or even to that lawyer or the woman, like, or, you know, his wife or ex-wife, like, you know, those people have to go into work. And, like, obviously this woman was, you know, I know it's a funny story. I, I don't know the woman personally, never met her or anything like that. My brother didn't know her very well, but, you know, her. it's not like she can walk in at 9 o'clock in the morning and just shut everything off and, you know, like she's hurt. Right. And, and this is yeah, a yeah. man. Of, and she's obviously reaching out, and it's like, who else does she have to reach out to? It's like these people that she spends her most of her day with, and it's like right. – but from a, a manager's point of view, it's like, I need you to get this work done. Like, I know you're going through a divorce and everything, but, like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need the report by 7 or there's problems. Right. And if she's you know, weeping and over her like, scrapbook. Right, and, and it's just kind of like this, um, it's kind of like you don't give a shit, you know? It's like, right. and it's, it's also like on her on her end, it's, it's sad. I mean, there's there's probably a deep loneliness, and she actually oh, yeah. needs that. She needs to be surrounded by people who who care and 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 will listen to her. And at yeah. and at work, you know, right. she might she might not be getting that. They just don't just really right. don't kind of don't give a shit. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we, we reached off. Yeah. I think we how much? Off subject. 
Okay, so uh had some very interesting discussions, which obviously lead to, you know, other discussions, divorce and things like that. So uh good podcast. Thanks, John. Yeah, that was great. And um, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you.